Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. What's up, folks? CB here, another Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, episode 226 on 322. This show brought to you guys by our friends at Vicious Fishing Line, reminding you it's time to fish, so get vicious and hook into the catch of your life. Visit getvicious.com. Get spooled up and get out there. Send us your pics. Make sure you hashtag Angler's Channel, hashtag Get Vicious. Show us what you call on that vicious fishing line. We would love to see it. Big show for you guys tonight. Caleb Kufal, your second place finisher at Santee. Going to join us talk about his 103-pound weekend, his Citrus Club belt, and doing it all with a 13-pound day in the mix. So an incredible job by him. Uh, talked to him on his way home to Wisconsin from the event. we got Drew Cook coming up next week on the show. And, uh, yeah, big show, a lot of fun. You guys join in. We're going to have a lot of fun right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks. This week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Ranger Boats, of course, powered by Mercury Marine and shocked to life by Rely on Lithium Batteries. I'm Chris Brown, along with social media ninja, Mr. David Jong, and of course, AC Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover. Grover, I got to ask. We were doing live the other morning, live with Alabama Bass Trail. And uh, you, and, you and Robbie Floyd were two box. And out of nowhere, in my ear, I hear mayonnaise, CB. Mayonnaise. You're about to break some bro code here, I think. No bro code. There ain't no bro code here. That's my safe word. Because I'm getting texts from people going, why is KG saying mayonnaise? Is he hungry? And I'm like, I don't know. That's my safe word. But I just assumed you were tired of being with Robbie Floyd, as best I could figure. So, uh, No, it was, I did it. I did it on two occasions, both of which I did not need to be on live. Right. The problem is right. when we're live, everything I say, you hear. So I can't tell you, hey, CB, I don't need to be on live. <laughs> well, when, didn't sound good. When you can get a word in edgewise, right? When you well, can that's get a the word other in. thing is yeah. if you can actually hear me over Robbie because Robbie doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to develop some hand signals or something for you to, you know, tell the camera guys. We can tell Kenneth, get off of me so I can go somewhere else. And. It, uh, we'll have to do something there, you know, to make that happen. I, th- I found that funny, though, because you said mayonnaise twice. And, of course, Kay was blowing me up going, what does mayonnaise mean? I said, that's my safe word. So he thinks I'm well, in trouble, apparently. So, I, Well, I figured that may be the only way you could get the hint. And Well, you're lucky no I heard else, it. And no one else would have no idea what was no going clue. on. No clue. So if anybody's watching ABT Live <laughs> on Saturday mornings and you hear mayonnaise, just know that that's Kenneth's cue that we need to move and, on. So and, and actually just between you and me, you had 10 seconds for it not to even be heard. That is true. I did. I did. But if, 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 if according to some, that 10 seconds does not exist. So it's, you know, it is what it is. But we do have a, uh, a fun show for you guys tonight. It is Wednesday, March the 23rd. Santee just wrapped up. Red Crest starts today. Did everybody get their fantasy picks in for Red Crest? Fishing everywhere. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm no longer worried about fantasy for anything MLF. You're getting ready for, uh, you're getting ready for the old Dale Hala Toyota, aren't you? 
Yeah, and and well, I don't care for the <laughs> fantasy league, so I'm done. Well, I'm with you. I'm with you. I understand. I did do my picks yesterday just to make sure I got them in because I got to be, you know, I got to play both sides of that fence there. So um, we uh, we're, we're still doing that, but um, yeah. So Redcrest is going on today or starting today. Group A, I believe, is on the water. But um, I got to tell you though, real quick, thinking about it, um, I know I put a post on social yesterday about this, but our friends at Dometic Outdoors. I've got a um, longer days sale going on right now. It's uh, save up to 25% and get free shipping. And look, this is no joke. I'm going to tell you this, right? So Friday, last Friday, when I left here going to Martin, I stopped at a gas station, bought some fuel, some really cheap fuel. Uh, it was less than $4, believe it or not. But it still, it cut off at 125 and I wasn't full yet. So it's just, you know, what it is. But Got some fuel, and I went ahead and got a bag of ice because I like a little bit of ice in my water, right? So I got a bag of ice, and I threw it in my Dometic CFX95 cooler. That's Obviously, it's an electronic cooler. It's got a, a fan and everything. It keeps things cold. It's got an app. I can turn, the, turn it down. Had it set on about 32 degrees on that one side, and, of course, we're all in that cooler all day, every day when we're on site, right, getting waters and food and things out of there. And I'll have you know, when I went to clean that cooler out this morning, that bag of ice was still full of ice. There was no water in the bottom of that cooler, as it should be. It was full of ice still. And I'm still using that ice. Actually, I got ice in this cup right here. But as you can tell out of my voice, I don't sound exactly 100%. Got a little size infection going on. I sounded really sexy yesterday on the ABT pod. Miss Kate thought she had dialed a 1-900 number, which that's not the truth. That's just me. So, you know, and I had, I had to have a root canal yesterday or on Monday, excuse me, on Monday. So I'm, I'm like, you know, really getting the, the, the punches thrown at me here. First it's Robbie Floyd, then it's a root canal and then, you know, a sinus infection. So I got a root canal on Monday morning. And so I get up and I got into a deal on Sunday. We'd gone out to dinner with my in-laws and I'm like, you know, my mouth is really hurting. I just want a, a cup of hot water is what I want. Right. I squeeze lemon into it. Because according to the star at Chick-fil-A, it's a, it's a diuretic, which it is. So I've got my, my hot lemon water right on Sunday, and that made me feel a little better. So I woke up yesterday or Monday morning before I had to go to my appointment. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to make me. I'm going to use my wife's coffee maker, her curing. I'm not going to put a little thing in there. I'm just going to do just do the water, right? And I grabbed her Dometic little tumbler. It's, I don't, it's, it's half the size of most of them. But anyway, her little Dometic tumbler. I threw it in there and I put water in it. Let me tell you, boys, <clears throat> that shit's hot. <clears throat> it is hot, bad hot. Okay. When that cup says it it'll stayed hot. Huh? And it stayed hot. It stayed hot. Four and a half hours it stayed hot before I could drink it. Like I went to my root canal, tried to take a sip, spit it across the windshield. Inside of the windshield is clean now. Spit it across the windshield, burn my mouth. But I couldn't feel it because my tooth was radiating all the pain. And so I go to the dentist. I didn't try to drink him back because, you know, you're numb on this side of your face and you just, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be wet. So I come back and uh, take a little nap, then get back to work. And so I grabbed that cup. I said, I poured it at 730 that morning. And uh, I guess it was about, hmm, I would say noon. 12.15, my wife made me some, made some lunch. She was home that day and made some lunch. And so I said, well, I will, I'm going to try it. And I went down to, and it was still hot. 
And it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, hell hot, but it was hot, you know, but I was able to drink it that afternoon. So if you're looking for an alternative to some other companies, coolers and cups, check out Dometic Outdoors. Save up to 25% uh, this week and get free shipping on your stuff. They got some rad coolers, some awesome stuff. I've got a, another uh, patrol that you actually put ice in it, a cooler that's going to be, we're going to use it this weekend for some stuff. But because uh, that uh, electronic cooler, David's seen it. It takes up the back seat of my Tundra if I put it in the truck. In the trailer, it's got a good little spot. It's a great seat, you know, for those that want to slack yep. off. But it's uh, it, it's a good, it's it's a it's a great. I got a lot of good stuff in there. It stays cool. It runs off twelve volt and one ten. So it's got two plugs on it. So when the trailer's unhooked from shore power, it's got the rely on battery power power in that sucker. Pulls zero zero amperage hardly. And so it's a it's a great deal. So yes, this is a infomercial for Dometic Outdoors. Dometic.com. Check them out. We are a proud partner of ours and excited to have them. Um so did the dentist, done the Dometic thing. Um David, you have shared some Under Armour fish stuff here lately. They got some new clothes coming out. I know because my wife gave me a list of clothes she wants for Easter. I said Easter. She goes, Well yeah. I'm like your birthday's in July. You buy a dress for Easter and go to church. Cause I want these in my Easter basket. So she gave me a list of clothes. That was just that the closest out. holiday she could come up with. Pretty much. <laughs> Basically what she means is I want them now is what I want. So make a call. Here's the credit card. Just get what I want. Right. <laughs> I don't care what you want. Get what I want. So, but David, you, they got some, 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 some cool new UA fish stuff out so far, don't they? They do. I, I'm a big t-shirt guy, so I know they got some new patterns. I think I saw the other one. They had like a the you know the fish hook logo, the Under Armour logo with some new colors in it. So, uh, gonna rack up the car in a bit here to get a few more t-shirts for this uh, coming summer or spring. Okay, you sound like you got a little sinus infection thing going on there too. Or are you just trying to get over it, aren't you? Uh. More like bronchitis. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well there you go. So uh, I guess I, I sounded better last week. Or it wasn't as nice but last week, but no, it's bronchitis. So no. Did for well. See, you come live down here. Just, it won't be it won't be bronchitis anymore. It's just sinus infections. Is all it is. So just, just hit the mute button when you start coughing. Exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yep. And I realized it on um, on Saturday. I, you know, I knew I, I wasn't wasn't feeling one hundred percent when I left there Saturday. KG Lake Martin. But when I went to get the camera off the stage. And it had a nice little green tint to it. I'm like, ooh, yeah, yep. pollen's in the air. It's happening. It's coming. So, but that's uh, that's spring for you. But uh, big show for you guys tonight. Caleb Kufal, our second place finisher from Santee, the Century Club guy. What do you have? 101 or 103? 103, didn't 103. you? 103. 103. 103 pounds um, down there. Only two guys, right? How far back was BP? He finished third. He was, he, I think, less than two pounds. Yeah. He had 98 pounds. Okay. All right. So it's it's pretty crazy when, you know, he, I heard him say he had a 21 pound. He had, he had 21 pounds in a live well. And, and anywhere else, that's good. But there, it's just not enough. So it um, begs to to think that Santee is obviously one of the hottest lakes, you know, around and, and has been for a while. So that was a fun, fun little derby to watch. Um, I did watch a little bit of the pro circuit that we talked about last week. Uh, didn't watch much of it, but I tried, I did try, but, um, <clears throat> I guess I'll have to watch a little bit of Red Crest this weekend. Since I'm not going to be able to go. I'll try to try to catch up on some of that, but Caleb Kufal is going to come up here in just a few minutes. 
going to get him on the program and talk about his uh, second place. Drew Cook will be here next week. I talked to Drew this afternoon. He's got a handful of, uh, of other things going on, trying to get home. So uh, he said, can we do it next Tuesday? I said, absolutely. So we'll have Drew on next week, talk about uh, what's going on. And I reached out. I did do this. I, I raised my hand. I swear I did. I reached out to some Red Crest guys to get some Red Crest guys on prior to the event. But tonight, on Tuesday night, we recorded this. They have an angler meeting. They have a dinner. They have the whole shebang to get ready for Red Crest. And we're not available. So um, I did reach out. I did try. For those that are, you know, Mr. MLF hater over here, I'm not. I did try. But everybody was tied up trying to get pretty and ready to go to a dinner. So and a meeting. So there you go. Uh, but that's that. So let's take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll welcome in Caleb Kufall. And um, so close to his second win, but I think he knew coming in that um, he had one day that was a little bit short, and he knew that was probably going to hurt him. So we'll talk to Caleb right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Hey Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Relyon Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. And we're brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Of course, Kenneth, as we always say, paired with those rely on lithium batteries, they're just hard to beat. So, but exciting to welcome in 
our buddy, Mr. Caleb Kufal, who found out that Drew Cook was a little hard to beat in this past weekend. But uh, Caleb, great event for you. Century Club belt coming your way. And um, we were just looking over your four days of fishing. And man, dude, you had three killer days on that pond. And then one that I'm sure you'd love to have back, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, what what an event. Uh, you know, anytime you get to go to a fishery like that, you know, and experience that kind of fishing, um, you know, what a what a week. It's just awesome. How how are you catching your fish these four days? Um, I kind of switched it up a little bit uh, throughout the tournament. First day, I caught them on a jig. Um, second day is uh, kind of my struggle day. Um, tried to pretty much do the same thing and struggled doing that. Only caught four fish that day. Uh, <laughs> luckily, one of them was a, I think it was like a seven and a half pounder. Um, and then the uh, we had our, our cancellation day uh, in the middle there. And then uh, third day went out and ended up catching them all on a spinnerbait um, on that day. And then the final day I ended up going back to the jig, um, you know, in, uh, in a couple different areas that, uh, that produced for me on the first day, um, and caught most of my weight that way. But basically the, uh, the deal was, uh, cypress trees. I, I caught pretty much, I think all my fish except one came on cypress trees and it was pretty much, uh, just the deepest, uh, cypress trees that I could find like that were, on a flat adjacent to deeper water, um, you know, those big females were pulling up into them trees and um, every once in a while, I'd pick one of them off. So that was the deal. Wow. So second place, 29-10 on day one, and uh, then you fell to 10th on day two. Kenneth, I'll let you ask the question because you, you brought it up off the air, what, 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 what we really wanted to know, so... Well, I'm just, I'm just curious what, I mean, what really, you kind of touched on a little bit, what really changed for day two? Um, and, and then did that, did that make you change again for day three and four? It for sure uh, made me change day three because I mean, up to that point, I really had no idea, uh, you know, what to do after the second day um, when I did, did so poorly. But as far as what changed on that second day, you know, I really don't know. I mean, I, I fished pretty much the exact same way that I caught the 29 pounds on uh, the first day, first day. Uh, same areas. I probably fished maybe a third of the day fishing new water. Um, you know, to just try and get something going, but, uh, you know, same general pattern. Uh, it just wasn't happening. The, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the wind. I mean, we had a really good wind, um, on the first day, third day and the fourth day. And the second day is, is the one day that it really just did not blow. And I did, I needed some kind of wind to make those those fish bite. Um, in the areas that I was fishing, it was kind of clear water, uh, and the water was, was fairly low. Uh, even on those deeper trees that I was fishing, I could still uh, see just too well um, to make those fish bite. So I think that the wind is what really killed me on that second day. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, we – probably a lot of our listeners aren't familiar with cypress trees. You know, there's only, you know, certain areas of the country or certain bodies of water that you can really effectively fish a lot of cypress trees. But, you know, when you say you're fishing cypress trees, there's a lot that actually goes into that. There, there's a lot around a cypress tree that kind of makes the targets a little bit hard to determine. 
you know, you kind of have the, the trunk of the tree itself. You have what Davy Hyde kept referring to as the donut, which is a clear spot right around the trunk. And then the actual roots or the knees come out way well beyond the cypress trees. Did you have a specific area of those cypress trees that you were targeting? Uh, and how hard was it for you to t- determine what, what that area was? Um, I found pretty much no difference in the cypress trees themselves, like the size of the tree. I caught them off of, you know, the, the real skinny little ones, the, the big, you know, fat ones. Uh, I caught a couple of them off of the, uh, you know, you'd see like a circle of the, the roots that would come up um, and create, you know, some somewhat of a of cover around them. Um, I really found no difference there. Uh, the difference was really in the placement of the trees. You know, they needed to be on like a deeper outside edge of a flat um, near to deep water. So uh, deep water was key or deep water nearby to those trees um, was the key for me. You know, on, on Gunners Bowl last year when you won, we, you know, we, I, I equate that to, to here. There's, you know, miles and miles and miles and miles and miles of grass. And it's like, where do you start, you know, in the springtime, in the summer? I'd imagine it's the same thing at Santee. I mean, there's 492 million cypress trees on Santee, you know, from, yep. from, from looking at it. And I know some guys had to have cypress trees that were up against a bank. You're talking about having cypress trees that are out in deeper water, right? Yeah. Yes. And then, uh, my best area was, uh, I had a couple areas that were like this, but, uh, one area in particular was basically just a big, a big flat. Um, probably I would say 150, 200 yards long. Um, and it was, it was just a big flat and on the outside edges of it, there was just kind of, uh, cypress trees kind of scattered throughout, you know, it wasn't really a row of them. They were just kind of, uh, scattered, you know, one here, one there, um, you know, somewhat isolated uh, trees, but they were right on the outside edge, uh, right where the drop off was. And they were in about probably about four foot, I would say. Um, and those ones really paid off for me. Um, I think I caught in that area pretty much all my weight on the last day. Um, and on the first day gave up, I think three fish uh, between six and eight and a half pounds. And then on the third day, um, I went in there just to kind of check it and I caught a six and a half pounder and left. <laughs> so, um, that was a, just a really good key area for me. I spent pretty much all day yesterday or yesterday afternoon in there. So, wow. Wow. Well, I heard on, um, I, I, I was unable to watch, uh, the second day weigh in, but I was watching, uh, you know, the final day weigh in and, and, you know, Mercer referring to, you know, the, only the four fish on day two, but I had no idea you only had 13 pounds on day two and you still caught over 103 pounds with just with, with a, with a 13 pound day. That's incredible, dude. Yeah, I had, uh, I had three really heavy days. I had, uh, two 29s and a 31. So, um, you know, that made up a lot of, a lot of the ground that I lost on that, on that second day. But I don't know, I just kind of been going, you know, going over it in my head, you know, thinking, man, what could I have done differently on that second day? But honestly, I mean, I, I wouldn't make any other changes, you know, differences in my day. I'd probably do just the same thing. I didn't do anything wrong. I felt good all day. Um, you know, in my decision-making and everything, it just, just didn't happen. Um, throughout practice, uh, I wasn't getting a lot of bites. 
I mean, I'd probably get, you know, first day, I think I got eight bites. Second day, I only got four. Um, third day, I got quite a few, uh, maybe a dozen, 15, something like that. And then yesterday, I caught probably, you know, 10 or something like that. So, but it was just, you know, the lack of bites. I wasn't getting many, uh, many bites, but the bites I was getting were good ones. Um, and on that second day, kind of surprisingly, uh, you know, only weighed those four fish, but three of them were two pounders. So that kind of, kind of hurt me as well. You know, I think sometimes when you're on a pattern like that, where, you know, like you said, basically everything you catch are, are really good ones. You know, I think it kind of opens you up sometimes to, to, you know, maybe have that day that doesn't go quite just right and, and, and not land on them just right. You obviously made it work for three, three of the four days, which is, like Chris said, it's pretty incredible. I, I can tell you this: watching watching you catching fish on live made it hard to uh, to ignore live. <laughs> uh, my, my productivity at work was a, was a little bit lower than it probably should have been. But we don't get a lot fun. done when y'all are fishing on on Mondays. I'm just going to be honest with you: we don't get much done at all. So it's um, it, it, it's pretty. Yeah, crazy. I don't. I don't think anybody does, uh, especially when you're catching them, you know, that good on a lake like that, you know, and any bite can be, uh, you know, six to eight pounder and a lot of them are, you know, that, uh, that adds some excitement for sure. Did the, um, did the day three postponement, did that bother you at all? I think it helped. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what I would have done if we would have gone out that day, uh, you know, as far as what I would have caught. Um, it was, you know, we probably had, you know, a half a day, maybe a little bit more of good fishing before that wind really, really set in the afternoon. Um, I was staying at the uh, Tuckhawk campground right there on the water, and it was blowing <laughs> in the afternoon. So it would have been really, really bad. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure if, uh, you know, if we would have went on day three, if I would have caught them or not. I think it helped uh, kind of rest my areas that I had because I was fishing a lot of the same the same areas, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I would have, if I would have had to do it over, I, I guess, you know, they definitely made the right decision, you know, canceling that day. Sure. So sure. Absolutely. All right, David. So speaking of cancellation original, I guess, um, that decision, well, the original decision, uh, after the cancellation was going to be a three day event, everyone fishes or top 47 fishes on Sunday, but then it was a decision to make, uh, a day five, out of this and having the top 10 fish final day, are you glad that they extended the, that, uh, the event another day to, uh, let you guys fish the top 10 on day five? Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, guy gave uh, me and cook, uh, a chance to, you know, get that century belt, uh, for sure. I mean, that's a, that's a huge, um, you know, thing for our careers, you know, to, to get something like that is, is really special. Um, especially when you got a chance, you know, on that, on that type of, body of water but um also you know i moved up two spots i think i was in fourth going into the fourth day so mm -hmm. you know moved up a couple spots and made some more money i was gonna so. say that was a, a nice little upgrade in pay right there going from fourth to second wasn't it yeah i think it's like 10 grand or something like that so yeah, definitely. I'll take it. Yeah. So what is, and, and I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to be, I'm not being, being rude or mean because I heard all about live on Monday, but so what's the rent at your mom and dad's place? What are you paying rent there? Cause you're obviously making money. So. Oh, nothing. They're, uh, they're super kind to me. No, I, you know, I used to, cause I, I, I used to, I don't anymore, but I used to keep my boat in my dad's garage and he used to, to charge me rent for, for storing it in the garage, but that's about it. That's about it. So, 
Well, they were having They're a big awesome, time with though. you on on, uh, on live yesterday on Monday, talking about yeah, that. I that can was, imagine that was uh, <laughs> that was that was pretty good stuff. But um, so obviously, this gives you a lot of momentum heading into uh, the next event. I know we were just looking at the schedule, and um, where did it go? What's is it? Um, I just had it, Kenneth. Who's what's coming up next? Is it Chick? Chickamauga. Yeah. Chick, yep. Chickamauga. Two yep. weeks. Yeah. So that's got to, I mean, you obviously went on Gunnersville last year. You got to feel good about, you know, going to, it's just, you know, a lake or two up from, from, uh, from Gunnersville. So got to have confidence going into that one, I would imagine. Yeah. That, that one, uh, actually when the schedule came out, that, that was the one that I had, you know, circled, um, as probably the one I was looking forward to the most. Um, it's going to be another big weight event. Uh, we know that I'm thinking it'll be, you know, probably, I don't know what kind of weather they've had there, but I'm thinking it'll be pre-spawn yet. Um, but it should be exciting. Should be, you know, I don't know. I don't know really how it's going to set up. It's going to be, you know, an interesting deal. I'm thinking, you know, primarily a shallow bite, but, you know, we'll see what happens there. But uh, one thing for sure, it's Chickamauga, and you're going to need a ton of weight. So we'll see if uh, maybe maybe correct that 100-pound mark again. Somebody might do it. So I, I tell you what, two – one sushi club belt's cool, but I imagine if you had two, that'd be pretty rad, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> get you another get you another blue trophy to go along with that too. That'd be nice. That opportunity may yeah, not stop sure. at Chickamauga either. No, it may it, it may not because you got what chick and then fork and then Pickwick in early June. So you've got three in a row coming up there that could be could be some really good events for you. Heavyweight events, absolutely. Those are going to be, yeah. I mean, you got a chance to to break the hundred pound mark in in all of those. So, and in Fork, they're saying that uh, it's a done deal, pretty much. You're going to have, you know, <laughs> one if not several. I mean, you could have who knows five or six guys do it. So, well, uh, just depending on how it sets up. Well, it was so. funny because the three of us have a text chain going, and of course, we watched the we we're watching live, you know, throughout the weekend and, and on Monday and. Uh, you know, the question amongst three of us were how many would hit a hundred? I said one. David, what did you say? Did you say more than one? Hey, I, I think more than one, but I, I thought it was going to be more than just two, though, I think, if I remember correctly. Right, right. Kenneth, what, what was your guess? Well, I, what, at first, I wait a question. Wait, hang on a minute. Because at first, Kenneth, you were like, like at 7.30 Monday morning, you're like, this is going to be a slugfest. I'm ready for live. And then about... <laughs> Two hours later, you're like, wow, this may not be as good as I thought it was going to be. So, you know, there was a couple of guys that caught them really well early, and then there was a lull. And then all of a sudden, once that sun got up good, almost middle of the day, you guys started cracking on some good ones and kind of redeemed me. I, but I, you know, I told them, I, I may have spoken a little too early, but, uh, but, you know, I told them early I, that, that I thought there may be a chance for three or four guys get to 100. Yeah. I thought going into that day that uh, I thought there were going to be three. I told my cameraman, I thought, you know, if there's going to be three guys that are going to go over today. Well, well, 1031 for your first history club belt. That's, um, again, like we said, on a 13 pound day two, dude, that's a, that's a hell of an accomplishment there. That's a great deal. So extremely proud of you for that one. So. Yep. Yep. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's uh, exciting. That was very cool. So looking ahead to the others, I mean, you, you had a nice little jump there and angle of the year points as well. So obviously I would imagine the eyes are on the, you know, the prize, the classic for, for next year as well. Right. Yeah. That's uh, that one's eluded me. Um, my first, 
uh, two years now. Um, I think I've missed the classic by, by either two or three spots each year. So it's been a, a really close, you know, coming down to the last event of the year, uh, for me making that classic spot. So looking forward, to, uh, you know, hopefully making it this year. I had, a <clears throat> an okay St. John's river and a really bad Harris chain. Um, so it's good to get a lot of those points back. Now I'm, you know, pretty much right at that classic cut right now. So hopefully we can make up ground in the next couple here. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, brother, I know you're close to home. We're going to let you get back on the road and get there and, um, and, you know, enjoy time with your family. Thanks for your time tonight. Thanks for being a part of the show. And um, who knows? I imagine after Chick, we'll probably be, probably be pushing your button again to talk to you, I, I would imagine. So. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Appreciate it. Absolutely. But be safe. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. There you go, guys. Caleb Kufal, your second place finisher all the way from Wisconsin. And he's big on that Chickamauga, David. I saw you smiling on that Chickamauga. So <laughs> I didn't have I, the heart I, to correct I, him. So I, I can I, feel the hairs on the back of your guys' neck, like, you know, standing up and just like. <laughs> I miss it the first time. When he said it the second time, I'm like, you know what? He's from Wisconsin. I'm, he lives with mom and dad. I'm going to let it go. I'm, I'm going to let it be. But um, KG, how did that taste come out of your mouth yesterday when you had to back up and punt a little bit on that uh, on that text? Because you were like, dude, you were gung ho. I mean, I'm 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 over here trying to drink hot water, and you're like, man, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a heck of a day. And then like three hours, I come back from Ruka now, and you're like, "Eh, maybe not. I don't know. So. Well, you know, and I didn't know you were going through all that or, you know, I might would have changed some of my, my text. Oh, no, um, it's fine. You know, it is what it is. So, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, man, when they started catching the first thing, you know, BP had two good ones right off the bat. I'm like, oh man, it's, this is, there's only 10 of them on the water and, you know, everything was lining up to be just right, man. I thought it was going to be nuts. And then it's like, no one was, no one caught anything for two or three hours. You got slow. I got concerned and then all of a sudden it kicked in i came back from i came back from the dentist and of course you know laura's working from home on, on, on mondays so her she has an office i mean she has a desk right in front of mine a really nice little setup i made for her. where is she she's in the bed with a laptop sitting there working you know the printer's in, in my office and it's running in 900 miles an hour printing off stuff that she's doing but she's in the bed and of course both dogs and the cats in there with her so I grab my laptop, I go lay down to just check messages and, and look over things. And I start watching live, right? And I'm still numb and in pain. I took some medicine and it was that slow. I fell asleep. I hate to say it, but I kind of fell asleep. <laughs> and so then, But then it kicked up, you know, later in the afternoon, it kicked up and, and it got good. And um, I just, I'm still amazed that a 13 pound day and you come back and 29-10, for one oh three one, and was not sight fishing doing it right. Was not yeah. sight fishing. Yeah, I mean that, that's the deal. You know, when you're watching live and and you've got Cook in one box that's perched up on his trolling motor, you know that whatever he's about to set, set the hook on, there's no telling what it is. Right. You got you got Kufal that anytime he sets the hook, it's a it's a good one. So. Yeah. You know, he's on there. You're just you're just on the edge of your seat waiting for the hook set. And then the question is, how big is it? It's big. <laughs> just how big is big? 
So, yeah, it was exciting. It, well, it was exciting, but then it was a little disappointing because I kind of wish I was out there with them. Yeah, exactly. That, that would not <laughs> suck, would it? That would be that'd be all right. So I'm, sure. I'm trying to I kept trying to figure out, OK, how can we have a, an Anglers Channel, you know, event or a a little meeting out there on the lake. You we, know, can, what, we can go to Gunnersville tomorrow. You say the word, brother. I'm I'm there with you. So I'm thinking Santee Cooper. What well, are you talking we about go, We can go to San, San, I can go to Gunnersville anytime I want that's to. That's true. That's true. I'm thinking it's close by, but I, I'm with you. I'll go to Santee or Fork with you. We'll, we'll, we'll go have a little fun. We'll go um, do something. That'd be, uh, that'd be about, all right. You know, roughly around this same week next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. But let's, let's real quick before we take a break, I want to ask you about this because – on the ABT podcast yesterday with Kay, we were talking about points, right? And we talked about points here uh, real quick. And I know we're not, I know that the, that they don't, they don't go there, but Wheeler has been kicking out some weights here lately. And I saw a post from Randy and Robin Howe, dude, they're catching a six pound small mop all the dam down there and just whacking them. What's going on on Wheeler right now? Um, I, you know, you got to kind of hold your breath on Wheeler because it's not uncommon to see something like that early in the year. The right. question is, can it continue? Now, right. You know, a couple of years ago, we started getting grass back in the lake. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm cautiously optimistic that maybe we're starting to see some things come back because of that. And it hadn't been great grass, but some grass is better than no grass. Sure. And you know that, that Wheeler used to be unbelievable. Yeah. Like, like the boat ramps would be covered up and no one was going to Gunnersville. Really? Yes. I I mean, it was, it was incredible. Um, but it was because of grass. When the grass disappeared, the lake tanked big time. Sure. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping, and and, you know, the other problem with Wheeler is it gets drawn down in the wintertime. So that, that grass has to regrow every year. So it's a little bit, you know, susceptible to, having a, a tough year to grow back, but I'm, I'm hoping we, that will continue. A trend will continue. And that grass keeps coming back and, and yeah, the lake will, it won't take long for the lake to get right. And it looks like we're already seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it just, just surprised me to see some results come out of a winner of the power over the weekend that normally folks say, Hey, I want to event at and don't give a weight. But, you know, there were some decent weights this past weekend out of Wither, so it was good to see for sure. But bouncing back to the Elite Series, we're looking at John Cox making a big jump over David Mullins in the lead for Angler of the Year. Cox is fishing the Red Crest this week, uh, it looks like. Uh, Mullins is second. Blaylock jumped to third. Polonick fourth. Drew Cook fifth. Perch, Corey Johnston, Brandon Lester, Jay Zuckerat in ninth, and Drew Benton in tenth. Then kind of lurking around there at 11th is Walters, Hackney, Airy, Rivet, Brian New, Brandon Cobb, Buddy Gross, Jamie Hartman, Ray Hanselman Jr., and Scott Canterbury. Um, currently, that's your top 20. So, Zerkarak's leading uh, rookie of the year, too, by a pretty good margin. I think it's right at like 50 points. He's leading over Joseph Webster, Jonathan Kelly, and Masayuki Matsushita. So, our boy Dice K, though, he's got to step it up a little bit. David, I don't like where he's sitting right now. A little low uh, for me. We'll but. see. Uh, he's a he's a light line guy, so we'll see what happens. So the best part about that is, is we were at the classic KG, and we were standing in uh, we were standing in the lunch line right in media day, and Louis Stout from Bassmaster walks up to Sago. I'm talking to Sago. Sago, and he goes, he tells Sago, he goes, Sago, I need to in, I need to interview 
and he showed him his notebook, right? And it was it was Daisuke, right? But he couldn't pronounce it. And he looked at <laughs> oh, Seiko. No, you didn't. And Seiko, oh, no, you didn't. I know where you're going. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So Seiko goes, so he, he goes, okay, what do you need me to do? He goes, can you translate for me? And he said, sure. And he said, uh, how do you pronounce his name? And I'm like, Andrew Dice Clay. I said, I said it out loud. And he looked at me and Sego looked at me and I'm like, this is the way it was explained to me, right? Dice K Ioki. That's what I was told. And Sego's like, not bad. It ain't right, but not bad. So I don't know. I'm not sure what exactly it is. I go with Dice K. Well, that's what that's what my my social media ninja told me it was it was dice case so that's what i'm going with so we're gonna take a little break we come back we'll jump in some you pick just, just i know one come comment on. real quick you went through that angler of the year deal real quick <laughs> yep. I, I i can't let you get through there without at least saying this it's good to see Hanselman having a good year yes that dude that dude when he made the elites was one of the hottest anglers in the entire country he was i mean on fire yep been a little bit of a struggle for him. I'm sure, you know, traveling around more than what he's used to was a little bit of a shock. Good to see him doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a good, he had a good classic, I want to say, this year. So he had a good, uh, good first couple of days, the classic. 19th right now in points. Let's see what his finishes were. He had a third at Harris Chain and a 40th at St. John's. I'm not sure where he finished um, at, it's not updated yet. Uh, well, with, with their, he had, their a, he had a decent tournament. Yeah. It's antique. So yep. goody, uh, good event going on there. So I think quick little break. We come back. We'll do you pick jump into some hummingbird, uh, news and notes and get you guys back on the water right here. The anglers channel insider. I feel like ISOCHILL definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue and a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, ISOCHILL, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. (laughs) I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast time for the Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap-Up brought to you by Under Armour Apparel, makers of ISO Chill. Stay cool and comfortable and on the water longer this summer with Under Armour ISO Chill. Learn more at uafish.com. Of course, you can find it all at sportsmans.com. Lost a little weight this year, KG. Under Armour stuff fits just a little bit better. A little bit better. Because David saw me get into an extra-large jacket, the classic, and had I still had the, the – 
the baby weight on, it would not have worked. It, it would not have worked. So it might have worked. It's, it would not have, you, David. It would not might, have worked. Stop being nice. Have, if you might have been able to zip it all the way, maybe, but it would have worked. Hey, the zipper would not have touched. Okay, it, it, it's not. It's pretty sad that when for your birthday last week you get uh, a, a pair of jeans from your wife that says you need jeans that fit. And I'm like, my jeans fit. She's like, you look like you, you know, yeah. Uh, they used Stretchy to fit jeans. when I had a big ass. They don't fit anymore. So they're just all puffy in my rear end, but that's just a little more cushion. So anyway, moving on. So um, you pick up this week, Dave, what you got? All right. So uh, we may have touched upon it last week, but uh, it was on our, you pick them for this or this past weekend. And that was the MLF pro circuit event on Harris chain, which Christian Greco won, but we picked, was it the, well, the, it was the winner's overall winning weight, right? So uh, that was uh, 6709, right? Yeah, KG added that up for us. That was not me because I'm no good at that. So KG <laughs> added it up. It's 67-09, right, KG? That would be correct. Okay. I just might be sure. Is that 67 pounds and nine ounces? <laughs> correct. And Ted Floyd wins the you pick em points with 66.55. No, hang on. No, he did not. Oh, he did. He did. He did. I wrote, I wrote the wrong number down. 6605 for him. And then Ray Kirby with 64.8 wins second place on that one. So there's the, um, there's your, your winners in that. And all of us were over. Well, three of y'all were. So we're all over. But best comment though. Best comment of the weekend so far. Jojo Norwood. Aren't we glad Bass doesn't zero weights on day four? I just, you know, JoJo, that's just. Thing that's sexy. Sexy. Thanks, JoJo. We appreciate it. You're saying what everybody was thinking. So, good. thank you. Appreciate it. Take over from the team right there, JoJo. So, all right. What about saying T? All right, so if you haven't been paying attention the last few days, uh, Santee was a smash fest, but the elite guys were there this past weekend, uh, and Drew Cook pulled it off going wire to wire with 105, or 105 pounds and 5 ounces, but I don't know, all 10 guys, were, oh, if they had a good bag, had a decent or a, a somewhat decent amount of cracking 100 pounds. So, but yeah, good event, though. 105, uh, 105. Five. 1055 Doug Rogers wins the you pick em point with 10412. Jay Holcomb was second with 1045. And DX grabs the point. He didn't break a hundred, but had 9213. I love it when you guys start debating back and forth on what your <laughs> weights are. And I have to come in with the actual spreadsheet and say, no, you're both wrong. Sorry. Neither one of y'all. Yeah, I, I don't write down what I pick or take a picture of it, so I can't remember. And I thought I used the same that I used for my fantasy league deal, but I didn't. Right, right. Well, I thought I did too, and I didn't either. So it's uh, it, it wouldn't have mattered because I still would have lost. So, but uh, there you go. So, all right, how about ABT on Lake Martin? So ABT on Lake Martin, which you guys worked, I guess you guys appreciated that weather a bit more than the previous week, but. I guess it was a battle of like drops of water because. What do you mean? You took, guess we were. Did you not watch it and see us there working? No, but I mean, like, well, well the first couple of events, you guys said the weather was what? I guess for you guys, horrible. But I mean, I guess it, to what, me, it looked a lot nicer what, than what it was like the previous for me. week. <laughs> <laughs> I, from, I mean, it's been warm up here, but you know, I mean, you guys are, well, 
I don't know. You guys are dealing with it's been bad. Yeah. It's it's been it's been bad the first four events. So we'll take Martin, won't we, KG? We'll take what we got at Martin. So yes. Very much so. So all right. So what uh what what we got there? Yeah, it was it was a battle of like drops of water to take Tic-tacs. the win because the team of Mike yeah, Mike McCullers or the team of Mike and Slade McCullers, what, 1550, oh, sorry, 1457-uh for five fish took the win there. Yeah, 1457. Um, I'm glad they went to mesh bags this year versus the cages because some of those fish would have just slid right through on some of those, some of those little <laughs> fish there on the cages. But John, um John Slavin, 14-2 for the win there. Um Somebody named Michelle Eichstead was second with 12 pounds, 10 ounces. So we know who gets that. You pick a point over there. So sorry, guys. It's a name I hadn't heard in a while. Yeah, I, we have, I haven't either. You're exactly right. So you're exactly right. All right. So the Bass Champs on Ivy. O-H Ivy. Another slugfest there. Yeah. Well, if, you've, well, if you've been sleeping on a rock, I don't know. But O-H Ivy has been on fire the last what, year or so. But and I, I guess it's, it's somewhat came close to a, was it a filthy 40? But it took 38 pounds and 38.02 to take the win with Adam Emick and Josh Beckett. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I saw a post flipping through book of faces, laying in the chair, watching, waiting for my stuff to numb up yesterday. <laughs> I'm flipping through the book of faces and I saw guys from like day two that weighed in and said, well, he made the cut a little behind. Gonna need a dirty 30. To get up there, is Dirty 30 becoming an overused statement in tournament fishing now, KG? Everybody's got to have a Dirty 30. You caught 12 pounds one day. You caught 13 the next. You got to have a Dirty 30. You ain't nowhere near 30. You ain't fishing around 30 pounds. Come on. Sorry. Well, I mean, I guess when that's your only hope, then... What else? I just felt like uh, I just felt like it beca- it's become overused here lately. But that's just me. I, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I mean, if you can, if you, I mean, if you can back it up, you know, I take twenty nine. It's pretty close. But I mean, if you can back it up, let's talk about it. But if you ain't caught, well, if, if you're caught in a body of enough, water that, if you're in a body of water that can give up a thirty pound string, that's one thing. You know, it's not that. It's not. I mean, you know, OHIV. You talk about a. A thirty, that's, that's that dirty thirty. Oh, wait, you gotta have a dirty thirty. Just like to even twenty get a pounds on Gunners. Exactly, you know you're exactly right. You got to get a check. But I mean, when you've had, when you've made enough in the first two days to squeak in the top forty-seven, it's like your forty-fifth or whatever it is. I don't know. And you're like, gotta have a dirty thirty. Like, dude, you ain't. You've been around the same group of fish for two days, and you ain't got there yet. You're gonna have to seriously change up what you're doing. Even think about getting to a dirty thirty, but I get it. It's I I agree. It's um it's 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 all good. So thirty eight oh two. I can't say much. I tend to dig myself a hole. I need yeah. a lot of dirty thirty. Uh, you and Bo. So thirty eight oh two for the win there. But what about Tim Manley, a fourteen forty six share lunker in a tournament? That's a pretty cool deal too. You know, that's a big. That's a a giant fish. I'm not sure where he finished. It wasn't top three, but um. So thirty eight oh two for the win there. Who won that? Uh, Adam Amick or Amick and Josh Beckett. Josh Beckett. So uh, looking at uh, you pick him, Scott Bazette, 35 23 for the you pick him win. Rick um, Hershey with 3375. KG making a little run with 3206. So got your point there, brother. Nicely done. So, all right. I how about a lot of points? Well, how about the old Wild West Bass Tour run clear? 
Clear Lake was uh, showing some pretty big bags. At least uh, the winners had a pretty decent bag. But the, uh, was it Christian Ostrander caught seventy three fifty three take the win on Clear Lake seventy three fifty three for the win there. Uh, let's see, Ted Floyd again won our first one at Harris Chain seventy two fifty five for the win there. Kelly McDaniel seventy two seventy four, and David coming back with a fifty two eighty to uh to grab the the you pick em point there for the ac point so very nicely done gentlemen all right and the big bass tour on lake norman Slugfest. so it was pretty close uh, but the winner he waited in the first hour on saturday but that was a 717 caught by jim weaver and we had a tie for first david rose and bob errett 714 for the you pick them points uh, for those guys. Brian Wilson had a 7 11. It's a great convenience store. Not a great wait for uh, for this deal, but 7 11 for uh, the Big Bass Tour for second place. And KG with a 6 7 grabs the win there. So are the points. So two points for KG, two points for David. Michelle grabs a point and um, another good week. So. Another good week. I'll have to tally all the points together. I'm a little behind in getting my, my point system together, but I'll tally those up and get those for you here uh, this week pretty quick. Uh, coming up this week, college tournament on Lake Norman, the striking college event on Lake Norman, two-day event. Got the Angler's Quest on Rayburn, the Carolina Bass Challenge on High Rock, the Georgia Bass Trail on Eufaula, the Wild West Bass Tour, Team event on San Vicente and the Sealy Big Bass on Gunnersville. KG, what? Will they hit 10 on Gunnersville? <coughs> they hit a nine on Gunnersville. Oh, man. Don't give me you your know, pick. I, Just I tell think me what there you was. I think there was a 10 <laughs> called earlier in the year. I, hmm. I'm going to say yes. Yes on the 10. All right. I'm going to say yes. It, yes. Uh, it may be 10 on the nose. But I'm I'm gonna I'll step out on that little limb and say ten plus. Yes, on the ten. I like it. Okay, I like it. So, you guys, make sure you get your picks in early. You've got till tonight, March the twenty third, Wednesday night, March twenty third, to get your picks in to the fully loaded U Pickums and uh, get your chance to win a great new pair of Costas and some other goodies from them as well. So, guys, make sure you do that. Um, let's jump over to the news and notes. Brought to you by Humber Electronics, Men Coated Trolling Motors, Talon, and Raptor Shallow Water Anchors. Apparently, apparently, if you're a short sight fisherman, David, this would count as you. If you're a short sight fisherman, you can utilize your hummingbirds as a step to get a little bit higher. We've seen BP do it. He uses Ultrax and his Solix to do it. But Wes Logan... The little ball of hate, as Mercer calls him. Logan put a video out on TikTok the other day that Kyle Vandiver shot BP's um, camera guy. They were close to other, apparently. But Wes is standing on his helix units, like up on top of them. Sets the hook, slap fishing, up on top of his helix units. Fights it for a few seconds, then steps down and goes and gets the fish. So, just saying, I'm sure you boys with other stuff can do that too. But that was kind of kind of interesting to watch those guys standing on units catching fish this past weekend. 
when you're trying to see those big ones, you do whatever you can to get a little bit higher. Three and four inches will make a lot of difference. <laughs> I know that's what she said, but three to four inches will make a lot. Look at David. He's like, I can't believe he just said that. Hey, so, when they've got two and three of those things stacked up there, it's a little higher than three or four inches. Well, you're right. You're right. But Wes was standing up there on two of them. It was pretty, it was pretty interesting. I'll give him that. So pretty interesting. So my, uh, my business partner, my buddy, Mr. John Byrne sent me this little news and note tip. I did not put it on the website because it's kind of a weird deal. Um, but you, you got to be careful who you, you know, who you help out there on the water these days, kind of like, you know, helping a passerby on on the road, fix a flat or something like that. From CNN, a man was fatally shot by his rescuer after falling in a South Carolina lake. The shooting has been ruled self-defense, all right? On Lake Kiwi, up near Clemson, South Carolina prosecutors decided not to file charges in a case where a man who fell off a recreational watercraft was fatally shot by his rescuer, according to Oconee Sheriff's Office. Uh, the incident occurred last Tuesday afternoon when a man and woman, neither wearing life jackets, that's their first mistake, right, KG, fell off a jet ski in the Lake Kiwi, Sheriff's office said in an earlier news release, citing the information evidence gathered in the investigation, a couple on a nearby pontoon boat saw the man and woman in distress in the water and brought them on board. The jet ski continued doing circles in the lake. The man who had been rescued became agitated and began assaulting the couple on the pontoon. The investigators have been told that many may have wanted that he may that the man may have wanted to get back to the jet ski. The rescued woman tried to de-escalate the situation by pushing the agitated man back into the water. The couple then helped him back into the pontoon a second time. Another confrontation occurred. The man on the pontoon boat shot the man, fearing for his, his, his and his wife's life while being assaulted. The man died on the pontoon boat per the sheriff's office. To the family of the person that's deceased, I'm sorry. Prayers go out to you, but man, what a shit show. I mean, just what in, what in the world? I, I had to bring that one up. I don't know. You're not well, weird. There, there, there had to be something else going on there that we don't understand. <laughs> yeah, right there's about a lot going on that, there that we don't understand. I can promise you that. But uh, yeah, that was an interesting email to get over the weekend uh, from Boss Man. So I thought I'd share that with you a little bit. Uh, David, what else is going on in the world of uh, news and notes that's happening right now? I think it was rather, at least on my end, I think it was rather quiet that I saw. I don't think we had, there wasn't much going on that we didn't talk about last week already. What happened between, was it Drew Cook or Drew Benton and Polinick last week on the water? Did something happen there? Did I see some text or something on live one day with somebody talking to the other? Getting I, a little, I didn't I didn't oh. hear about it. I saw a post on social media that it, apparently it had, something happened during um, the, the mix, the live mix. Oh, the live mix. Goes. Gotcha. I hate it. I missed that. So that would have been, I'd love to hear that conversation. That would have been kind of fun. I, but I mean, it could have been joking around. It could sure. have been, I mean, there's no telling what it was. It's just, I think it's, a lot of guys were stacked up on top of each other in this event for the most part. I mean, you may not have seen them on live, but I think there was a lot of boats in, in the same areas and a lot of places in, in this event. Yep. So, but um, definitely a crazy deal. So we got Red Crest going on this week. Um, we talked about bait fuel last week and all that. So yeah, kind of a quiet week 
going on around the old, uh, the round, around the fishing industry. We did talk about uh, the Dometic stuff, Dometic.com, and of course, an armor fish with their spring drop. A lot of stuff going on there. So you guys make sure you check out those guys and make sure that you uh, check out the supporters there. I, it was this was interesting because I read. I think I sent it to you guys. Uh, read a quote, um, and I'll just say it. it was from Zaldane. Somebody asked him why he left Megabass. And he made that comment that when's the last time they sponsored a tournament or a trail or something along those lines with that. And um, I find that interesting because Guggen's not doing anything at Bass, are they? They're all MLF, is that right? So I think maybe a little bit at Bass, I don't know. But um, I mean, it's just, it was an interesting perspective, you know, from the fact that looking at what they support in the industry outside of just anglers. Does that make sense? KG's got no, no comment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it was, uh, I think it was a little bit more than that. He was, he was alluding to, you know, there, there are some companies that you can associate yourself with where that company goes through great efforts to make sure that you get publicity, um, sure. through, through their channels. Mm-hmm. You know, they take advantage of these, these guys. I don't say that take advantage and not in a bad way, but they take advantage of having relationships with their anglers and use them in a way, you know, that helps their own social media or their own marketing plans. Sure. Absolutely. Not all companies do that. Um, <clears throat> so I kind of took it as, as though that may be in, in look, you know, we know, we know mega bass is a little bit different. I mean, you, you've got a, you got a couple of really special baits there that everybody knows catches fish. And that's kind of what they rely on. Right. But, you know, probably long-term and we I've seen that before with some other companies who kind of, you know, hit, hit really good for short periods of time, but, you know, eventually, and we, I mean, we all know this, this business, it's all, it's all about knockoffs. You know, eventually you have something that works really good. There's other companies that are going to knock it off and, uh, you know, because of their marketing efforts or their distribution, um, you know, they're, they're going to take away some of your sales. So right. I'm, I'm guessing that that's kind of where he, what he was alluding to that maybe he's, he's better aligned with someone that's going to, going to use, uh, his ability to market, uh, for both of their own good. Sure. I agree with that. With that, David, your thoughts, you're a mega bass guy. <laughs> well, um, I didn't share this in the text, but I guess I'll air it on, uh, uh for everyone else here, but you know, I, I've been, for some people that might know, and I know you guys know, I'm a bit, I'm not saying I'm a big JDM guy, but I, I, I dabble a bit, quite a bit in the whole JDM thing. And, um, you know, um, even like with Megabass, I guess, uh, like with a lot of these Japanese companies that we've seen, there there was a lot of talk with like with 10, 10 or so years ago about, you know, them establishing like a American or US division of their, uh, you know, their brand or whatever. And, a lot of times, like uh, like one one instance, and I don't know all the details or anything that or anything beyond what I've read, but like for instance, like Evergreen, um, I know that was one. Where I remember when I when I first heard about it about ten or so years ago that they were gonna do something here that they, um, you know, I, I was just like you know looking forward to what was gonna happen, but we didn't, you know it never came to fruition. And the only thing thing that they've done is really partner with Daiwa as a distributor, more or less. So, right. um, and the thing with that, I think, is just like you know with the Japanese stuff, they, their brands, their, their primary market is the Japanese market. And they're just, you know, the, the U S market is important because it's, this is where bass fishing is, but um, you know, it's for them, their, their primary focus is the, is spending money and doing what they need to do to grow in Japan first. And then if it's great there, then they'll do whatever they can here. So, yeah. 
I will add this. I mean, I you know, I know, you know, the Japanese market is known for, you know, precise mm-hmm. way and in, in, in how they design their baits. And sometimes when you go to mass produce, it's it's hard to keep that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of this could be the fact of those companies only wanting to get to a certain level because they're afraid that, you know, anything beyond that, the product's not going to be what they expect it to be. Yeah. yeah like I know, like, uh, what was it? Um, another big company was like that where they were, you know, they, they were one of the big, I guess a lot of people's first experience with Japanese type baits. And then they've had to reduce their pricing down to make it more competitive. But, and, and with that too, there was a, I'm not saying a loss in quality, but you could definitely tell that there was some sacrifices made uh, in the lures. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And that price point is going to get them too. I mean, that's, that, that's a big deal. Yep. A lot of, you know, a lot of high price stuff, but people aren't, aren't, aren't that's where the aren't, knockoffs start coming into play. Other companies start, you know, building a, a product that's very similar. They can sell it for less money and their distribution so strong that it just kind of makes it hard to compete. Yeah. Been there, done that. So been there, done that. So, well, David, did you, David, did you learn anything this weekend or this past week? Uh, nothing new, just more. I, I hate having bronchitis. No, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. KG, how about you? Um, if you're a tournament angler mm. and you're not carrying a spare prop for your trolling motor, oh. then I will go ahead and give you the advice to do that. Okay, I like it. One, one of my one of my mayonnaise events was actually. Providing a trolling motor prop to to an angler. Right. Right. Okay. Because you were in a borrowed boat, weren't you? You were yes. boatless bank trash this weekend. You were you were in a borrowed boat. How about them apples? <laughs> so that's that's that, at least at least it was a phoenix. Yes, that's true. That's true. At least it was. So that's uh, I felt at home. Yeah, I got a phone call about mid about about an hour into live on Saturday morning or less than that. I get a phone call and I'm like, I don't and I, because the name popped up on my phone, I'm like, I don't know that I know that person, but I've got all of the phone numbers for all the anglers for both North and South in my phones. So I'm like, eh. so I answered it real quick and they want to know where you were. So they just said, Hey, I know. Can you tell you where he is? Now, I hope you had my back and you kind of, you know, asked him why before you gave I did. Me oh, I know I did. I did. Okay. I did. I did. I asked him, I said, Drew, what's, what's this all about? You know? So does he, does he owe you money? And he's like, well, I said, no, seriously, does he owe you money? He's like, no, 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 it doesn't owe you money. I said, did he hit your truck or trailers? No. I said, did, did he do anything to you? He's like, I just need a prop. I said, oh, okay. Well, and then he's right here at the bridge. Don't worry about it. You go right there. You'll find him. You'll be good to go. So there you go. Okay. I feel better now. Yeah. No, I got you back, bro. I got your back. So even though you stole my safe word, I got you back. But I appreciate you using it. So, man, there's a lot of folks in here, David. That's all I got to say. So that means come save my ass. So Honey mustard? No, 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 no. Mayonnaise, you know, mayonnaise. This fool right here, along with the other one, but, you know, I will, I will, we would be in situations where I would be, be having my ears talked off by people and I'd make the comment, man, there's a lot of people in this room, you know, and these two boys would hear me and they'd look at me and walk away. That's that's the word to save me, right? My wife has, her, my wife's safe word is flip-flops, right? So if we're somewhere like looking at a car, and she's like, man, I should wear my flip-flops today. Well, that's that that's her clue or my clue that we gotta leave, right? She don't want she don't want this car, don't want to talk to this guy no more. 
and we got to go. So mayonnaise and flip-flops, they come in handy. I guess mayonnaise can be good for your feet. I, I don't know. But anyway, it could be a little bit of fun. So mayonnaise and flip-flops, that's what we got. I'd love to know your safe word, 901-493-0437. That's the X-Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Let me know your safe word. Let me know if you have any questions for our buddy, Mr. Drew Cook. We'll take questions. Take um, questions from the circus next week. That's what we'll do. And uh, circus questions. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Circus questions. We'll do circus questions next week. You got for Drew Cook. We'd love If you got something on your mind you want to know, we'll talk to him. We'll let you know what he says. And then uh, we'll bring them up and go from there. But um, guys, other than that, thanks for playing along. I'm going to be in the office until Thursday. I'm leaving for three or four days. Be back in time, just in time for this podcast next week. Don't ask where I'm going. I'm not telling. But it's going to be nice. So if anybody needs me, just shoot me a text. I'll reply when I can. So, But uh, if you guys have made it this far in the show, we do appreciate you guys listening along. We do encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. Also, go, if you like the show, go ahead and share it with mom and them. And feel free to chime in and give us your thoughts and opinions on the X-Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep uh, 901-493-0437. Got to change that number. With that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, your second place finisher at Santee, Mr. Caleb Kufal. I think he's going to be a terror at Chickamauga, KG. I think he's going to be. Well, you know, he was just as cool and calm and collected in the interview as he was out there on the water catching those big fish. That's true. That's true. I thought I'd offend him with the mom and dad comment, but no, he's, he's I mean, that's, he's saving his money. That, that's the way to do it right there. So for the English Channel Circus, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Put that PFD on. Connect that kill switch. Please, if you're riding a jet ski, put the damn jet, the kill switch on. And don't crawl up on anybody's boat. You know, that's going to, don't, if and somebody and rescues you, help you get. exactly. I appreciate the help you get. Don't go ninja. Nobody needs ninja, right? So we don't need an engine. Walk with that thing up tight. We'll see you next week, KG. Don't take it personal. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trick Step. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.